Good afternoon. Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus, and welcome back to the Word of Truth, the show where you will only hear the truth as found in Scripture. Last week, Pastor Pace had to be out of town, and so we played an episode from a couple of months ago. Today, he will dive back into his lesson series entitled, The Mutual Commitment. You don't want to miss it. The Word of Truth is hosted by Pastor Joel Pace of Grace and Truth Apostolic Church, where we are a church for all nationalities. For more information about us, you can go to our website website gtacdallas.com and now here's pastor joel pace on the word of truth greetings in the name of the lord jesus christ i am pastor joel pace of grace and truth apostolic church i welcome you to the word of truth broadcast and we certainly do thank you once again for listening in and we certainly hope that these broadcasts are a blessing and a help to you Amen. And uh, we're back here in the saddle again. And uh, after being away for uh, last week. And so to, today I'm going to um, pick up on where I left off a couple weeks ago. I've been talking about a mutual commitment. I'm going to try to finish this subject today. And we find this subject of what I'm speaking about. Uh, found in my scripture text in John chapter 2 and beginning at verse number 23. It says, Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover in the feast day, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men and needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. And so here we see that many of the people believed in his name when he saw the miracles, but Jesus would not commit himself to these believers. They were believers, but Jesus would not commit himself to them. And you see, I've been talking about a mutual commitment in the sense that there needs to be a commitment on both sides. We need to commit ourselves to God and God commits himself to us. The Bible says, if we draw nigh to him, he will draw nigh to us. And so God does not really start drawing nigh to us until we draw nigh to him. And so we need to believe, we need to make that commitment to God so that he will commit himself to us. And so there's got to be that mutual commitment. It's not that we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ one time, and then the Lord commits himself to us to save us. It doesn't work that way. We see that these people believed on him. Amen. In John chapter 8, when uh, uh, the disciples were following him, people were following him, Jesus said unto them, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So if you continue in his word, then are you his disciples indeed. If you just believe one time and say you're a believer and you don't continue to live the word of God, then, then you're not really his disciple. Because it, when you make a commitment to the Lord, it's because you're living by the word of God. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And so this is a commitment that we have to have to him. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. We must keep his word. We must obey his word and live by his word. Let his word be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Amen. You see, the Bible talks about, and I want to finish this subject, talking about grace. Grace. 
in the sense that we know the Bible said, for by grace are you saved through faith, is not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works as any man should boast. But then it goes on to say, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And so many people take this scripture as though the grace of God saves us, and then we don't have to do anything else. There's no works to follow. Amen. Well, there is works to follow because the scripture says we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We talked about how James said that faith without works is dead. You see, the grace of God that saves us is God's commitment to us. That's his commitment to us is that he continues to give us the grace that we need to live for him. Amen. The Greek word for grace is charis. And the um, definition for that is the main definition for charis. Grace is divine influence upon the heart and the reflection in the life. So in other words, it's God's grace influencing us, empowering us to live his word, to live his will. Jesus said, not everyone that saith Lord, Lord, is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. So the grace of God that saves us is the empowering of God's Spirit working in us. Amen. As he said in the book of Ezekiel, I will put my Spirit within you and cause you to keep my judgments, to keep my statutes. Amen. And so the grace is the spirit of God working in us, that divine influence. The word divine means that it's of God and is influencing us, empowering us to live the word of God, to obey God, to do his will. You see, you can't do his will according to your flesh. You can't do his will according to your own. That's your own works. Amen. Our righteousness is as filthy rags before God. It's got to be his righteousness. Amen. And the only way it can be his righteousness is we must have the spirit of God. The Bible says, he that have not the spirit of Christ is none of his. When we receive the Holy Ghost, we receive the spirit of grace. Hallelujah. Amen. Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Amen. Amen. He give them power to become the sons of God. And so you see this power that we have, amen, is not just to cast out devils and rebuke demons and all of that. No, it's the grace of God influencing us to live by the word of God. You can't live the word of God on your own. You can't live the word of God without God's help. God is your help. As Paul said, I can do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengthens me. Grace is that strength. Grace is that empowerment. Grace is that divine influence. Grace is that causer. Hallelujah. Amen. Grace is what helps you. It's your helper to live the word of God. When we stand before God on judgment day, the Bible says the book shall be opened and we're going to be judged by what's written in those books. 
books and the books is the word of God. We're going to be judged by the word of God because we must live by every word of God. How do we live by the word of God? Amen. Through preaching. Amen. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 21, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Yes, we're saved by grace through faith. How do you get faith? Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So how are you going to hear without a preacher? Amen. How you get faith is through preaching. And the preaching of the word of God is the sower of the seed. Sowing that seed. And you got to have your, your heart, amen, broken up. Hallelujah. Breaking up the fallow ground of your heart so that the seed can fall on the good ground of your heart. That you can bring forth fruit unto God. Amen. And that's the fruit, amen, that uh, is the works of the Holy Ghost. The works of grace. The works of faith. Hallelujah. You obey bang that's the fruits that you're bearing hallelujah when you plant the seed of an apple amen you get an apple plant the seed of a watermelon you get a watermelon amen when you plant the seed of love preach the word of God of love then that's what the fruit comes out amen you preach the word love that's the seed planted in you then the fruit is love that comes out hallelujah amen for we know what what the what what the um Amen. What the spirits of, of God are. Amen. We know, praise the Lord. Amen. The fruits of the spirit, love, kindness, gentleness, meekness, long-suffering, and so on. Those are the fruits of the spirit. Amen. And so the fruits of the spirit is what we bear when we have the spirit of God. And so God's commitment to us is to give us the grace that we need to obey and live the word of God according to his will. Amen. That's the greatest commitment that God can give us. Now, God just don't give his grace to anyone. No. The Bible said God resisted the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So you've got to be humble to get the grace of God that's able to save your soul, that's able to empower you, amen, influence you to live and obey the word of God. You see, this is why people go to church and they still fornicate, they still lie, they still steal, they cheat, and they still drink and get drunk and still party. And all of that is because, amen, they believe they're saved already. Once saved, always saved is false teaching. No, no, no. You need the grace of God to help you to, to live right. You need the grace of God to help you to live and obey the word of God. Hallelujah. That's how we're saved by grace. And it's through faith. Romans chapter 5 said we have access to this grace by faith. As you preach, as you hear the preaching of the word of God and you get faith, which cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, that seed, that, that word planted in your heart. Hallelujah. And then the spirit of God, the grace of God working in you, the spirit of grace, hallelujah, influences you, empowers you, causes you to live the word of God and obey the word of God. This is how we're saved by grace. And Jesus's greatest commitment to us is to continue to give us the grace that we need. Hallelujah. Amen. To live his word. Praise God. You see, it's by his grace and for his glory. No flesh shall glory in his presence. Those that are in the flesh, they cannot please God. You can't live this word of God according to your flesh. You can't live it on your own. You need the help of God, the grace of God, that divine influence. You see, the Bible said that 
in, in the book of Romans, where grace abound, where sin abound, grace doth much more abound. Amen. Where sin once ruled and reigned in your heart. Hallelujah. And it influenced you to do the wrong thing. Grace now more abounds than sin. Grace is a much powerful and greater new nature in us. Amen. Sin no longer needs to be the greater influence. The grace of God, the Holy Ghost, the power of God, the, the word of God now needs to be that greater influence in us. Hallelujah. And that's the grace of God, that divine influence, influencing you, causing you, amen, to live a life that's pleasing to God according to his word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sin cannot enter there. Praise God. The wages of sin is death, but he's come to deliver us and set us free. Hallelujah. And giving us the power, amen, to overcome by the, by the spirit of God, by the spirit of grace. That's Jesus's commitment to us is that he's going to give you the grace you need to be saved. Hallelujah. Because without that grace, we can't make it. Without his help, we can't make it. Without him empowering us and influence us. We can't make it. We need that commitment from him so we can make it and be saved. I'm Pastor Joel Pace. God bless you. Make that commitment in Jesus name. Thank you, Pastor Pace. We must make up our own mind to be committed to God. He then commits to us his grace to help us live godly in this present world. Well, that concludes today's edition of the Word of Truth. If you're listening, want more information, or if you would like a personal Bible study, please just give us a call. Our phone number is 214-391-0017. And God is still doing great things at Grace and Truth Apostolic Church. We invite you to join us for one of our services. We're located at 2930 North St. Augustine Drive in Dallas. And if you've missed a broadcast or would like like to listen to past shows, find Grace and Truth Apostolic Church on your favorite podcast app. Be sure to hit follow and leave a review in the comment section. On behalf of Pastor Joel Pace and Grace and Truth Apostolic Church, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the time with your family and God bless.